This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. The thing about Church on the Rock is we believe you're supposed to have fun at church. I mean, uh, we got enough mortuaries. Amen? Church is a place of life and it's living. You know, last week, I'm ready for the uh, clock. Last week, we took a look. We took a look at the value of words. How many know the words? There's a value upon words. We took a look at the value of words. Man, we had a a whole bunch of testimonies. I wrote three testimonies. I think I've had more feedback from this sermon series already than many that I've I've already started. But one of them said last week when you were uh, talking about grade yourself from a one to ten how well you are at speaking good into people. This one individual said, well, I put myself at a seven. And then he said the Holy Spirit went, "Uh uh-uh. And he's like, well, how about a six? And the Holy Spirit was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. the poor person, I won't even say man or female, work the poor person down to like a three or a four. And, um, I thought that was a pretty good testimony. And then another person wrote, I just wanted to say I got a kick out of this one. I love I love hearing back from you guys. Uh, and if you ever want to write me your story, it's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at C-O-T-R-A-G dot org. But somebody wrote, I just wanted to say that your message yesterday really hit home for me and my spouse. Uh, you and Carmen's story, I'll always make testimonies where nobody has a clue who it is. You and Carmen's story and old habits sound a lot like ours now. I ask for prayers that my spouse and I can work harder on building each other up and staying positive. How many believe that's a powerful testimony of something that God's doing? And then the other one is we sent out a, an email saying, hey, we believe this message is powerful. Um, if you know marriages, if you have a family members or friends or neighbors or people that you know are going through a hard time, download the podcast on cotrag.org and go to your neighbor and say, hey, could you guys come over? We want to listen to this sermon that I heard at my church and also the discussion guides on there. Do you know we had testimonies this week? of people that took Church on the Rock's sermon that I preached last week, took it and invited people over, was one story, and someone else did it to one of their family members. But we, I had two testimonies on this, where they listened to the podcast, they downloaded the discussion guides, and went through it together outside of COTR. I think that's amazing. So... Um, I, we, we can make that available uh, all the times, but words have value. Words have value. And I believe until you value your words, you truly don't value your life. Until you truly value your words, you don't value your life. Because Bible says in Proverbs 18.21, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, if that wasn't in the Scripture, I wouldn't think that there was that that it was that important. If the Scripture didn't say it, I'd be like, ah, it can't be that important. But, but even in the message, that same uh, Scripture says this. It says, words kill. Words give life. They're either poison. Are your words poison? Words are either poison or they're fruit. And then it says this. I love this. It says, you choose. You choose if your words are going to be poison or if they're going to be fruit. You choose if your words are going to be life or if they're going to be death. And then I 
challenged you last week that God envisioned a world. And in the world that he envisioned, he created that world by his word. And I challenged you last week, to, what is the world that you envision? And, and, I, and I, I shared with you that the husband I am, the man I am, and the father I am was because of a woman that sowed words in me when none of those things were true. So many times the, the spouse or the, in a relationship, we, we sow the critical word. We sow what they're not instead of what they are. You know, Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says, uh, as, I have, as I have written, I have made you a father of many nations. And then it says, Abraham, don't even try to follow me on this, guys. Then, then it said that Abraham, who against hope, believed in the hope that he was the father of many nations. How many of you are ever set up against something that looks hopeless? But Abraham, who against hope, my situation looks hopeless. My relationship looks hopeless. Well, so did Abraham's. The Bible says Abraham's seed was gone. The Bible said that Sarah's womb was dead. There's no possible way that conception would happen. But the Bible says that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But Abraham called those things which be not as though they are. I'm telling you, church on the rock, God spoke to me at the beginning of the year and I preached it on our 21-day awakening. I said that this is going to be a year of reaping what you've sown. If you've sown a bad harvest for years and years and years, it's a year that you're reaping what you've sown. If you're sowing, but if you can stop right now and begin to sow that good harvest, it's going to get to where you're going to reap the new seed that you have sown. You have sown death. Many of you have sown death. Many of you have sown criticalness. Many of you have sown meanness. Many of you have sown, sown, sown. Hey, buddy, you're just re reaping what you sowed. And here's what happens is people sow for years and years and years, and then they have a God encounter, especially men. Then they have a God encounter to where their heart truly was changed by the Lord. It was. I don't doubt that. Their heart was truly changed by the Lord. He, he broke their heart to where they said, I'm not going to talk like that anymore. I'm not going to behave like that anymore. I'm not going to do those things anymore. God shook me up. God humbled me. God stuck my nose in the dirt. You know, it's good when God sticks your nose in the dirt sometimes. He stuck my nose in the dirt, and He made me take accountability, and He showed me the truth today. And now I've got to, when, when truth is given to you, you've got two things you can do. You can obey the truth, or you can reject the truth. It's up to you. Just like there. Words kill, words give life. Words are poison, and words are, what was the other one? Fruit. And then it said, you choose. I'm telling you, I am a product of many years of my wife sowing, you're a good husband, when I wasn't. Many years of sowing, you're a good, you're a good father, when I wasn't. Many years of sowing, I push her up as a saint. Let me tell you why. She is a saint. You know, you can laugh about that. Being married to me. Come on. 
on now. Let me have a healthy amen. She's a saint. All right. But here's what we do is we have an encounter with God, and then we're like, everything's okay now. We forget about the 15, 20, 25 years of sowing that we're reaping. And then we're wondering why in the world it ain't happening yet. I think you're foolish to even think that. How many years did it take you to get into that mess? You think you're just going to be out in the blink of a blink of a blink to blink and it's done? Here's the here's why that's here's here's why that's hard to discern your emotions because it is done with the Lord. How many believes He forgives? How many believes He forgets? How many believes that God keeps no record of wrong? Amen. How many believe as far as the east is from the west, so far as he had moved our transgressions? How many believe in Hebrews 8 and Hebrews um, Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 10 that it says, Your sins and your iniquities I will remember no more. How many believe that Isaiah 54 when he said, When you see the rainbow, it, it's a sign to you remember, I'm not angry with you anymore. It's forgiveness. It's forgiveness. And you know much you know what? As much as we try and as hard as we Work at it. None of us are God. We're created in His image. And here's the facts. We do keep records wrong. And then we get, and then we get the, the, the spouse or the relationship. This isn't about marriage. It's about any relationship. Then we get, we've had this encounter with God. We've had this change from God. And quite frankly, some of the people that's around you you want to see if it really is a change. Because you've said that before. And you've uh, made some promises before. Is it wrong for them to wait and see if your words match up to what your, if your actions match up to what you say? I don't think it's wrong myself for you to prove it. Talk's cheap, man. Actions is where it's hard. Anybody can say something. Do it, it's hard. Dreams are easy. Everybody gets these dreams. Oh, we're going to plant a church. We're going to build a church. That's the easy part. Building a church is the hard part. I'm telling you, what's hard is God does do that. But then we expect our situation to be just like that. And then here, And then we're dumb enough... Then we're dumb enough. So sometimes, sometimes our intelligence level as human beings, I wonder about. Then we're dumb enough to throw this out. Well, God touched me on Sunday, and 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 He changed my heart. And you're not supposed to keep records of wrong. You're supposed to forgive. So now you take something that was really good that happened in your life that you did get right with God, but now you're still trying to control and push and be an arrogant jerk while your spouse don't like you or people don't like you or they want to be with you. You're still pushing your little agenda. You know, I felt the Lord say to me, I, I don't know if, if I want to do counseling, really. As I look at this congregation, to me, we're not, to me, we're not um, ignorant. I don't think there's one ignorant person in this church. Um, 
I don't know how much marriage training we really need. Even dieting. My gosh. You got the South Beach diet. You got the herb. I remember being married to herb for a while. Herbs. Herb. Herbs. You got cleansings. You got Weight Watchers. You got all these things. And uh, I've probably tried them all. And then you get confused because one tells you no carbs. This one says there's good carbs. And this one tells you don't eat this meat. And this one tells you, well, you can't eat that meat. And, and so you're like, there are so many books out there on relationships. I've come to the conclusion any diet works if you just do it. I wanted to wear a shirt, and I forgot to put it on, but I have a shirt I work out in called Just Do It. I felt like God wanted me to rip my shirt off like Superman today. With, with a shirt underneath it, mind you. Oh, gosh. Trust me, if I rip my shirt off, your wives would love you so much more than they do right now. I'm helping you out, guys, if I rip my shirt off. Trust me. I'd be helping you. All right. But um, here's the problem. We don't do it. We don't do it. We're, we're James where we come in and look at ourselves in a mirror, and it's very clear. Guys, it is very clear in relationships. It is very clear what you need to do. You're not as bewildered as you act like. It is very clear what you need to do. Any relationship. I don't care if you're male. I don't care if you're female. I don't care if you're child. I don't care if it's a work. Any relationships. I don't think we're as ignorant as we act. I think we like to lean on ignorance to give us a reason to keep acting out the way we are. I think it's time to start doing what God says. Period. Period. I think it's time to be doers of the word and not hearers only. The scripture talks about a man beholding himself, looking at himself in the mirror. This is anything in the Bible. If it comes down to how you're to manage your money. Guys, it is very clear how you're supposed to manage your money. It's, and I don't think people are ignorant of that. What it is is people say, well, I don't want to go to church because all they want is my money. That's the world's way of thinking. But the Word tells you exactly what you're supposed to do with money. So you can either listen to the world's counseling and keep things the way it is. How's that going for you? How's it going for you? Or you can be a doer of what God's Word says. You know, everybody says that God's Word, the Holy Bible, they always, some people refer to it as... The, they'll say this the, I, I speak to you by the authority of God's word and they talk about God's word as being authority I think we've gotten to a place in the church world to where we try to make God's word match up to what we want to do and if it don't if it doesn't match up to what we want in life and what we want to do and what we want to feel then we say we're out of here. I ain't doing it. And then we're like, thank God for His grace. Oh, 
oh, God's grace, isn't it wonderful? I don't, I don't know about that kind of living. I'm really not sure about that kind of mentality. Because God's Word is authority. And when we become disciples of Christ, and we're baptized in water, it's not so... We did celebrate and stuff, but Ryan and your family, that's confessing to the world that we are not on the throne of our lives anymore. Jesus sits on the throne. He's king. He's So when I'm reading my word, when my life doesn't match out, or my emotion doesn't fit, or my actions aren't fitting what I'm reading in the, wor- in the word, does the word change, or do you change? Who's supposed to do change in there? Does the word change for you, or do you change for the word? The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will last forever. His word never changes. And it's so disheartening as a pastor when you see businesses not being successful. And you see relationships not being successful. And you see way parenting's happening with some of the children that I come into contact with. And you see all this stuff in your life. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Because it's so clear to me what the Word says. And here's what I hear the Lord saying strong. Is it's clear, I think it's clear to a lot of you than you will allow yourself to believe it is. Here's why. In 2 Corinthians 3, it talks about this. And then in 1 Corinthians 3, it talks about this. And then it's in Hebrews 8. It's somewhere between Hebrews 8 and 10. It says it two more times. But it says, God said that I chose not to write my commandments on tables of stone anymore. How many know God wrote the commandments on tables of stone? But he said, I don't write, I choose now not to write my commandments and my word on tables of stone anymore. But I choose to write them on the tables of your heart. And I'm telling you that I believe, and now we get into a little bit of opinion and thoughts. I used to think God took the Old Testament and it was word for word written on my heart. I don't know if I believe that as in the last couple years. Because Jesus took it even further than the Old Testament. Jesus said, it's been said to you an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, a new commandment I give you. If any man asks you to go a mile, go two. If anyone hits you in the cheek, turn your other cheek. If any man takes your coat, give him your, your, your shirt, give him your coat too. That wasn't what the Old Testament said. Jesus took it to a higher level. And then the Old Testament said, um, it's been said unto you, uh, if a man 
is caught in adultery, now you're to stone him. Jesus said, I say unto you, he raised the bar. He, he said, I say unto you, man or woman, if you even look, if you even look, wife, if you even have eyes for, do, do you know this is a temptation? They told us this in Bible college. They said, pastors, be careful because um, when you preach, people see Jesus in you and, and women can confuse that thinking they love you, but it's the Jesus in you they love. That's why so many pastors... But, 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 what, but uh, you know, a, a lady having eyes for another man? It's one thing to say, man, I wish my marriage could be like that. And it's one thing to see the examples of good marriages, but it's another thing to start coveting and wish that that was your man. Or wishing that was your wife. Jesus said, if you even look, see, he took it to a higher level. Um, I mean, um, so I believe that the new covenant that Hebrews talks about where God's laws and scriptures, it's written on your heart, I believe it's a new one. I believe Jesus fulfilled all the old law. And he even said that all the laws and the prophets can be summed up in two things. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. And to love your neighbor as yourself. If you do these two, it's all been fulfilled. That's the problem with any relationship. That's the problems with any words. Is our words are not in love. Um, wow. I only got eight minutes left and we ain't got to the sermon yet. I've been feeling all that stuff on on my heart big time. Let's just look at a little bit of this. This week, many, many, many people today are reaping and eating the fruit of the words that you've spoken. You know, I, I believe that's real important. Many today are doing that. In Numbers, it says, in Numbers 14, 28, after the spies came back from, from, the, from looking out Canaan land and stuff, in Matthew 14, 28, it said, Say to them, this is God talking to Moses, and, and, and they've heard the ten spies say, Man, there's giants and there's walled cities, and man, we look like grasshopper, and their hearts were afraid. But then you got Caleb and Joshua saying the same report. I'm not saying close your eyes to what the report is. If you've been given a report from a doctor, if you've been given a report from a circumstance, don't close your eyes saying, la, 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 that's not what it is, that's not what it is. No, that is what it is, but my God is greater than what the doctors say. My God can give me this land, all right? So, so, so that kind of thing's going on there. But, but, but God said, tell Moses, say this to them. Moses, I want you to say this to, to the congregation. Congregation, As I live, says the Lord, just as, you, just as I've been hearing you speak in my hearing, that's what you get. That's what, you, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I don't feel good today. All right, don't feel good today. Well, my wife this. She this. My husband this. You're sowing, man. You're sowing. 
Remember last week when I told you how my wife sewed to me? When I threw that fit of being a jerk with the kids and to her and slamming things around and yelling and, and cursing and being angry. You did that, Pastor? Sure. I sure did. And when I went in and laid in the bed, usually the wife, in most marriages, the wife turns her back and the husband's like, Hey, honey, I'm really sorry about what went on. But uh, it's usually what happens, and she's like, get away. I'm talking to you. Well, and they, they this and, and, and all that, but ours was different, always different. I turned my back. I turned my back in embarrassment. I turned my back in humility. I turned my back as I knew what I was. And my wife rubbed my back. And if you husbands that are having it tough in your marriages, if you're doing this right now, boy, I hope my wife's hearing that. You are an idiot. (laughs) You're an idiot. You are not getting this sermon at all. I'm torqued right now. That, That torques me off. That people are so... Give me a word so I don't feel, call you a bunch of dummies and idiots. <laughs> that, that, that torques me off. It's no wonder why you're where you're at. The only wonder, the only person that's wondering is you. Everybody that's around you and stuff, we all know. It's no wonder. Somebody said that's pretty hard. It is, but you know what truth, I'm saying it in love. I'm saying truth and love. I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing... Do you know what? Um, do, do you know that God... Do, do you know that, that God, um, God... Everybody... How many people know this scripture? God hates divorce. Raise your hand if you know that's in the Bible. Raise it up real high. I, I want to see a real census of this. Let's do that. That's hard. If you did not know that the Bible says God hates divorce... Would you help me just to make a really good point? If you really did not know the Bible says that God hates divorce, would you raise your hand if you really didn't know it? Thank you for your honesty. Anybody else say, I really didn't know that? Anybody, seriously, help me with this. Don't be shy. I, I really want to make a point. Does anybody... We're not ignorant. I really believe that there comes a point and that's been said. We always look at the person. Well, another perspective. Another... I'm not just talking about marriage. I'm talking about relationship. Another perspective. Are we looking for somebody that will agree with us? Make us feel better about ourselves? But all the people, it's, it's pretty clear, and I want to hit this point again. It's pretty clear if you're going to a good counselor. But here's the other thing, and I wanted to, I'm glad the Holy Spirit put this back in my head. Not the Word written on your heart. God's Word is written in your heart. When you're saved, 
you may say, where do I start? And you should read the Bible and try to do it. Every bit of it's written in your heart. Where's Carlos? I saw him earlier. Carlos? He did? Hey, grab Carlos. I can't talk about him without him in here. My gosh. No. This guy that they're going to get, <laughs> this guy they're going to get, I remember when he got saved at Church on the Rock. And um, how many remember when we were out in the foyer? We weren't in here. We were out in the foyer having church. How many remember Carlos's bab- Carlos' baptism? You guys remember Carlos getting baptized? Carlos, how am I going to talk? Where, where are you going, man? Hey, come here. Come here, Carlos. God, we love this guy. Just think, if, you, if, you, if we get so comfortable with you, we'll pull you out in the middle of church. Hey, Carmen, you're going to have to help me with memory. Do, remember Carlos's baptism? Do you remember it, Carmen? Do you remember it clearly? What was it that happened exactly where he just... Come here, help me. Um, she don't know how to help me. Thanks, Carmen. I just told him you built me up with words. Thanks, Carmen. You know, Carlos, interrupt me at any time if I'm saying something that's not true. In fact, hold the microphone. You can tell it if it hits you. But this guy was just newly saved. Didn't know anything about the Bible. But he found himself wanting to give. And you found yourself wanting to act different towards police officers or something. Do you remember that? Yes. Tell it. Hold that up close. You didn't know you was preaching today. Here, just a second. Here you go, bud. Oh, I used that. Never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, just the difference. Um, Turn that up. I want to hear him. Just the difference on uh, heart change that the Lord gives you for others. Um, and just the, the giving to people that do not have what we have. Because we're blessed. We all are blessed. Even in hard times, we are blessed. Because if you step out of your comfort zone and you see somebody that doesn't have what we have, it's kind of changes your heart for for people and how you see the world. If you don't just only think about yourself. And what what was it about the police? And because you were pretty wild before you got saved. Hey, we all were. I was a great sinner. I mean, I'll tell you, I was a great sinner. Um, Always thought that they were out to get you. That they were your enemy, which it's not true. It's um, the way you view them and the way you act. You you will get whatever you, you do to the person back to you. So... It's just that energy that you have towards them. Uh, whatever's happening in your life, sometimes you are frustrated, and uh, they're just as like they're just as human as we are. Just because they're there to help us, they're uh, enforce the law that the Lord has put them to help us. Um, and before he looked at police officers, Joe, he looked at you like the kind. Joe's um, police 
He's a policeman, and he actually is having to, you guys need to pray for Joe. He actually has to take care of his path is taken care of around Trump Towers with all the, one of our guys. But that's good, Carlos. Thank you. But, yeah, thank you, Carlos. You, you did what I... But what I wanted to draw out of that is Carlos was in the baptism and he was telling stuff. And I was like, Carlos, did you know the Bible says this? He was like, no. And he talked some more in his testimony. I said, hey, Carlos, you just quoted the Bible. I did? And then he went, I knew the Bible and everything that was coming out of his mouth, I could say, oh, that's Jeremiah 2.10. Oh, what you just said, that's James 4.12. Oh, because I knew the scripture. What are you saying, Brian? I'm saying that God writes his heart. He writes right and wrong in, in your heart. It's there. All we're we're needing to do, guys, in life is listen to the still, small voice of the Spirit. Read the Word of God. Match up to the Word of God. But listen to that small... I I just felt the Lord saying, Brian, we need a a whole lot less counseling. And we need a whole lot more doing. That's what I kept hearing in my heart today. And, and I think that we're, we're not ignorant, guys. In fact, the best counseling, you just listen to what they're saying and then they know. In fact, I used to try to always have the answers and I'm like, well, I'm going to quit giving the answer. They don't listen anyway. Um, I think we know. i got to tell you something that the Lord told me. We're going to do some prayer time today. And again, something can happen or something can, or nothing can happen. Um, but the other day I was praying and for this service, and I heard the Lord say, Brian, Moses gave a bill of divorce in relationships, but that isn't what God wanted. And you know, as a pastor, sometimes when I hear stories and stuff, People are, you know, they'll say to me, Pastor, I'm going to have a divorce. Well, I mean, I get that a lot. A lot. I've been doing this 30 years. And I, I, when I hear that, I'm like, I'm like, Moses, I really don't want you to do that. And, I, it, and inside, I'm getting where I'm thinking, there anything we can do? I, I really don't want you to do this. And, you know, when the people came to Moses, they said, Moses, you need a bill of divorce. I believe the Lord showed me Moses was like this. Man, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to give this. And Jesus even talked about that in the New Testament. He said when they people went up to Moses and said, hey, we need a bill of divorce. Give us a bill of divorce. Moses did do it. He did give bills of divorces. He did do it. But Jesus said, yeah, Moses did that, but I felt God tell me that he didn't want to. If you think me as a pastor wants to see any relationship sever, really? Of course I don't. I want everybody to love each other. I want kids to have a mom and dad. 
I believe that as long as we're still breathing, there's hope. I don't want to build a divorce. But you know, sometimes in my line of work, I'm like, here. Here's a build divorce. Go do it. Because you see such a, here's what the word says, you see such a stubbornness and you see such a hardness of heart. Now let me define hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. Hardness happens because the heart got wounded. Everybody's like, you've got a hard heart towards me. No, a hard heart is a wounded heart. It's a wounded heart. You know, this scripture says this. It says, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. Tree here is the heart. Fruit is the mouth or your words. A tree is identified. A tree, a heart, is identified by what's coming out of the mouth. How could an evil man speak what is good and right? For whatever's in your heart, the tree, determines the fruit, what you say. A good person produces or speaks with his mouth good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person, evil don't mean like, it doesn't mean that. An evil person produces or speaks evil things, let's say hurtful things, from the treasury of a hurt heart. And I tell you this, you must give account on the day of judgment for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit, exonerate you, or the words you say will condemn, convict, or sentence you. When I see in a relationship, one of them just fly through the air. I don't, I don't take that as they're a bad person. I don't take that as, man, you got problems, man. I take that as a... I hurt for them because I know they're doing that because their heart is broken. Their heart hurts. Spouses, if you're getting fruit out of mouth that's harsh and mean and stuff, you hurt them. They're hurt. They're hurt. I mean, when you see somebody act out, Everybody like, man, they're a jerk. They're hurt. They're hurt. They're hurt. God told me today, in any relationship, He don't want you to come paired today. Because that's what we want. We're like, ooh, we're coming paired today, and it's all going to be good when we walk out of church today. No, I probably won't be. It'll start, it'll start, it starts individually. 
men are fix-it guys. They want to just fix it and walk out hand in hand and nothing happen. It don't work that way. I felt the Lord say that, this, that, that we as a church need to humble ourselves in humility. You know what humility is? Humility is if this message has been spoken, has been talking to you today, Humility is this. Forgetting about the relationship we're with, because you're not supposed to be thinking about that. You're supposed to be thinking about you right now. Humility is getting up and walking over here and saying, oh man, God, my spouse or that relationship's very flammable. How have I wounded them? Show me what I do. God, open up my heart today. I I, want to forget about just winning or having my relationship. I just want to be right with you today, God. Show me. Holy Spirit, help me out today. Can you show me what I'm doing? Can you show me what I'm saying? Lord, I don't even be thinking about repairing and putting it all back together. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Lord, how can I have been such a person that gotten to this point? Humility. 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 Pride. God hates pride. God opposes pride. God opposes harshness and heavy-handedness and strong words. You're little. You may be winning the disagreement, but you're losing the agreement. Well, that's a powerful statement. You may be winning the disagreement, but you're losing the agreement. Who, I felt God say for this service, who will humble themselves before God and before this body of family? In a couple ways. One way in saying, I need Christ in my life. I'm not a Christ follower. Humility is standing up out of your seat, walking to the front, grabbing me or somebody and saying, I want to be a Christ follower. I want, I want to follow Christ. I'm not following Christ. I want to follow Christ. Pride keeps you in your chair saying, ooh, what are people going to think? I can't go up in front of people. I, if I remember my eyes out of this picture, we humble ourselves and come to Christ and say we need Him. I feel an anointing today. Is there anybody in this church, you're like, I need Christ in my life. I need Jesus in my life. I'm going to ask you in a minute to swallow your pride and stand up and walk to the front and kneel. If you can't kneel, sit down up here. Just sit on the stage if you can't kneel. And humble yourself before God and this body and say, I need you, God. Okay? If you're in a relationship situation, I, I really feel strong. I felt strong the Lord saying, don't have them come as couples. 
have them soul search alone. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the way I've uh, asked the altar team to work today is they're not going to stand and face you and you come to them. After this, uh, we've got people that are prayer team and they're going to leave you alone. They're they're not even going to touch people unless the Lord tells them to. And if you're a minister at Church on the Rock or, or something, feel free that you can pray with people. But I really feel like God is calling 40 or 50 people 40 or 50 people to just come out of your seat here in a minute and come up and say that I need you, Jesus. You've got to knock me off this little pedestal I'm on, man. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.